Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Spain, two more tarmac rounds to go for you to beat that record. What do we think? What are the chances of a Hyundai win here this weekend? It's been a strong event for you in the past. Yeah, it has been a strong event for, for us in uh, the past, for myself as well, because I've been there on the last two times we, we participated and we won, so uh, I would like to make the pass of three now. Uh, I think uh, we have uh, the, our drivers, they, they like here, uh, Spanish roads. Uh, we and for the car, it's always difficult, you know, to say, okay, we have won the last two times with the previous WRC generation car because this is a still insist brand new car this year, so we cannot compare really uh, the, the result. But uh, I think we have shown uh, in Croatia, in Ypres, that on tarmac, uh, we we can be quite quite competitive, even if yes, every tarmac is different. Uh, I guess uh, even in Japan will be another kind of tarmac with maybe even less grip and uh, so on. But yeah, I think the the expectations are quite high. Yes, you know the pre-event test is where you get a real feel for how the car is. We know it's continually developing. How did the test go, and what feeling did you have after the test? Was it a positive feeling, or was it a feeling that more work needs to be done? Ah, more work needs to be done. This is clear. Uh, uh, you can ask me the question every day. I will always tell you, tell you that we can always improve. The car is not perfect. It will never be perfect anyway. Otherwise, we would not have a job anymore. But uh, I think, in general, the, the feedback was uh, was quite quite good, quite quite positive. So yes, looking forward to this rally. Obviously, since we saw you in New Zealand, the news about Oliver Solberg has broken, has been made public. Uh, tell me about the process involved there. You know, who ultimately? Is it that makes the decision that says, you know, in terms of the driver lineup for next year, was it a collective decision or was there, there one person who was in charge of that decision? Yeah, in the end, it's a collective decision. We have a, a small group of decisions uh, for, for the driver's lineup and uh, we, we decide together, of course, with, uh, with the support of uh, our president, the team manager and so on. And for all this kind of decision, our headquarters in Korea are as, as well involved. I don't say that they decide, but they, they know what's going on, of course. Uh, yes, so it's a, it's a collective decision. So that's the same decision-making team then for employing new drivers. Now, obviously, you need one more driver. You may need two more drivers for next year. Mickelson seems as if maybe a deal has been done. Maybe you can tell us about that. But if you have to find another driver, Mickelson and another, then you have a bit of an issue, I guess. Yeah, I'm happy that uh, we give you some jobs, so you have to some articles to write, and you can guess who is coming, who is not, and so on. But uh, no, uh, right now nothing is uh, is decided. Uh, so uh, there's not so much I can tell you. There are a lot of uh, speculation, rumors, and so on, but uh, this is not the point right now. So let's stick with what we know. What we know is that Solberg has to be replaced, obviously, for next year. Who is your choice? Who would you like to see? Who do you think is the best driver to replace Solberg next year? 
Oh, for, for, for sure, uh, I cannot tell you everything, but uh, I mean, anyways, uh, the market in terms of, of drivers is not, is not huge. This is one, uh, one issue we are, we are facing in, uh, in the rally world and uh, I think something that we have to, to tackle for the, for the future. But yes, I mean, the names are the, the same as you, you mentioned. You have, uh, you have uh, Mikkelsen, you have, uh, you have others, uh, you have all, uh, Mick, for example. Uh, why not? Uh, everything is possible, but nothing has been decided yet. Who would you want, though? Who do you think to achieve the objectives that you've been set? Uh, you know, we know that Thierry's obviously the number one driver, but to achieve the objectives that you've been set, a driver who you can rely upon, a driver who is dependable, who will bring you points, who would that be? <laughs> you, I, I, I see you are trying hard, but you, you won't get any answer. But I think what is important in, in, in your question is, yes, we, we have decided to, to split our ways with, uh, with Oliver at the end of the season. Uh, because we want to, to, to secure the, maxim, the maximum number of points on every event, so by, by working with uh, drivers, experienced drivers. So uh, it means obviously we will not look for a young one, but more for someone, as you say, reliable, that can bring uh, points on, a, on, a, on every event, and this is our strategy for next year. Gives us lots to talk about. We enjoy it. Now, the other thing, uh, Monsieur Monsi, and I'm very sorry to keep mentioning this, you keep telling us every event, and quite rightly so, that there's work to do and that you're working hard. And I always ask you about the news, about you know the team principle, anything you can tell us about maybe a time scale, uh, anything at all you can tell us that's new? Uh, unfortunately not. I'm sorry for that. I think you're doing a fantastic job, and I think the whole rally world knows you're doing a fantastic job. So uh, we are behind you, <laughs> and, and fingers crossed that. that yeah, I mean, uh, thank you. I mean, uh, it's quite. Uh, anyway, whatever will happen. Uh, I mean, uh, when uh, I started in uh, this position uh, in uh, December, it's almost one year ago. It was just to be one rally or two, and now uh, I'm close to do the whole season. So uh, I think it has been uh, a, a great experience. But there is no no time schedule or whatever. No decision taken. No. And it's not, it's not just having done one season, it's one season with a remarkable amount of success. Well, let's uh, have some more, there's two, two races to go. As you say, there are still some records for us to, 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 to get and uh, I would be happy to do it starting this weekend. All right, we're back on tarmac for this one. Uh, tell me first of all how the pre-event test went. How are you feeling ahead of this event? Are we optimistic? Uh, the feeling is uh, like, you know, some some more kilometers or a few more days would have helped. Uh, Spain is, is a fun event. Uh, it's, it's a pure tarmac and, and uh, you know, it definitely shows you know, who's going to perform well or who's been doing a good job to, to prepare a tarmac car. Uh, let's say I, I would like to be in a better position, but, uh, but let's see. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to develop during the rally probably as well to, to get some, some more out from the car. That's been the story all year, hasn't it? And you must be getting tired of telling us that story. The day where you turn up at a rally with a car you're happy with will be a great day. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward. It might not be in this team. <laughs> it might. Everything is possible. Exactly. Everything is possible. Um, listen, let's just talk a wee bit about the rally first then. The first two stages on Friday morning, brand new stages. And the second one in particular looks interesting. Lots of cuts, lots of slower sections uh, you know something we're not used to seeing so much on this event I, I would say you know especially the first one uh, looks a bit uh, 
maybe in a way demanding because it's actually very very fast you know and just a fast corner into fast corner so if it's new uh, will be tricky as well the second one yes I agree uh, especially the second part is, is very slow and lots of cuts but you know it's all kind of same way slow and then just slow corner into slow corner so let's see uh, for sure uh, the, these both stages you know especially the first loop they, they won't be easy and, and it's quite crucial to, to get into the good rhythm and you know the third one as well okay we did it in opposite direction last year but still um, I would say it's one of the most demanding stages of the rally. It is nice isn't it because when they took away the tarm at the gravel section sorry on this event I thought well it could get rather boring but they have mixed it up you, you've got to mix it up to keep the interest there and to keep a degree of uncertainty because we don't know what to expect now on, on Friday morning and that's important. I, I mean Catalonia is never boring <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I mean, the Catalonia is kind of rally, you know, where the where the differences are always small, and and you know, it's more like racing where you know you you separate uh, cars, you know, by tenth of seconds, you know, not really by uh, tens of seconds. So uh, I mean, uh, here, you know, if you if you want to do well, you know, uh, everything needs to work uh, perfectly, and then it's probably one of the rallies, you know, where also the car's performance makes a big difference. Yeah, let's see what the performance is like. Fingers crossed for you. Now, since New Zealand, obviously, we've had the announcement about your teammate Oliver Solberg. What were your thoughts on that? Um, did you have any say in the decision-making? Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. I have to ask the question. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? You must feel a little bit sorry for Oliver because it, it's been a tough year for everyone in the team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, especially for him, you know, being... Uh junior driver here you know it's uh, it's been tough you know it's challenging for us but uh, no I mean I'm not like my teammate you know he's organizing uh, the drivers in the team so actually I, I knew anything about and, and uh, I, I heard it only um, on Sunday after the rally when Peter was telling me the story so I, I had no idea it's coming. It does seem rather harsh because he was in an almost a no-win situation wasn't he with the car. Um, let's assume you're here next year and you'll be here with Thierry you need a third driver. Uh, who would be your choice for that seat that obviously Oliver is vacating if you are still here? I didn't send Oliver away and I'm not going to hire anyone else. So <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's the job of management. Uh, I mean, um, definitely. Uh, it's, it's always important to, to have a strong lineup and, and um, yeah, let's see what the decision will be like. Is there anything more that you can tell us yet about next year? I know it's unfair to ask you at this point in the rally, but is there anything more you can tell us about next year? I mean, we, we need to do a good job, so uh, next year we can be happy with the car already before the rally, so, <laughs> so this is the target. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. I have to tell you, Terry Neville, you look fit, you look strong. Have you changed your fitness regime or are you doing the same thing? No, no. Maybe the cut of the t-shirt suits you. I don't no, know. Maybe no, 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 nothing has changed to be honest. Uh, let's talk about this event. It's an event that you've done very well on in the past. It's an event that Hyundai have done well on. I don't suppose there's much we can read into that though, because it's the new car. How is your feeling post the test? Is it an optimistic feeling? P personally, for myself, it was a um, good test. I had a good feeling with the car. Um, it looks like that my road was a bit more abrasive than the, the rally roads, um, so 
it might be a bit different tomorrow, um, but generally, yeah, I think uh, we can't be far off from the settings. I know the rally quite well, um, so I knew what was coming and I tried to, to predict, so I think it should be not too bad. You know, we've seen some great pace. We saw pace, obviously, in Croatia, but we saw great pace in Ypres. Um, it's all about the setup, though, isn't it? And it's all about the suspension. What can you tell us about that? You know, it, it's, if you have a car that's predictable, you can win this rally. If you have a car that's unpredictable, it's going to be hard. It, it is. I mean, uh, I was watching some numbers from last year, and uh, I was literally on the limit on every corner, but I wasn't feeling like driving very fast, to be honest. It was just control. The car was very progressive, predictable. And that's what you need for a rally like this. I mean, it's hard to make huge difference in, 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 in stages where we, we, we have driven uh, the last five, six years. Um, and uh, yeah, we know well by heart. And uh, obviously, if the conditions stay uh, clean, then uh, yeah, um, you need the, the best package to, to go and win the rally. That's what I quite like about the itinerary this year, though. They've mixed it up a bit, particularly on Friday morning. Two new stages, a reverse stage. You know, those are going to be, I think, maybe the defining stages of the rally. Yeah, it could be, it could be, but I mean, at that point, the rally is still <laughs> very long, so uh, it's hard to to put all on those stages and and say that's where I'm going to make the difference. Um, I think, uh, like always, you have to be on the rhythm in every single stage, be consistent throughout, and it could be that uh, tire choice can be a bit more challenging as well than than previous seasons. Um, so, yeah, uh, let, let's see what's going to look like. That could be interesting. We'll watch the tyres very closely indeed. Now, since New Zealand, we've obviously had the news about Oliver Solberg. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? We talked to you in New Zealand. You said he was maybe better off in a fourth car, the pressure off him. Did, did you expect him uh, to be sacked? Not sacked, but not to have his contract renewed. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it seems like it came a bit... Uh, fast maybe also for him. I don't know what, what had been the discussion before, but it was clear um, that uh, we were pushing for, for him to have a forced car. Um, and we, or myself, I wasn't aware yet that there wouldn't be a forced car for next year. So uh, for sure it would have been the best opportunity for him. And I think uh, they were clear as well that a forced car would be less pressure for Oliver. And, and for the learning curve, it would, be, would have been much more interesting as well. But unfortunately, yeah, um, the decision has been taken. A fourth car would have been better for the whole team, wouldn't it? Because in terms of you know, the more cars you've got out there, the more learning you get, the more data you get, the quicker you can progress. I, I, I agree, I agree. And I think we're fighting against Toyota, who is also putting four, four cars and sometimes a very strong four cars on, on, the, on the rallies. So uh, it could always be, have been a benefit, but I mean, uh, yeah, um, the strategy of the team has always been to have only three cars and there has been no change for next year. So unfortunately, um, yeah, uh, for Oliver, but uh, I'm also pretty sure that he's going to bounce back. I have no doubt. He's a, he's a talented lad, but it does present the team with a bit of a dilemma. You know, you've got to find at least one driver and who knows, you know, Danny's still talking about next year we're uncertain about you might have to find two drivers what's your thought on that you know you, you've made it very clear I don't need to find any no the team the, sorry I'm sorry the team needs to find two but you've made it very clear you want drivers who can support the team and can score points there aren't so many out there you were, we're hearing names like clearly Andreas Mickelson safe set of hands 
But you look beyond Andreas, and it's a gamble. You go with Chris Meek, you go with Hayden Padden, you go with Mads Osberg. Who do you go with if you have to find two drivers? Not you, the team. I, 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 I don't know, and it's, uh, I think that whatever will be the situation, the choice will, will be, won't be easy, but so far my, my only target has been to push for, for Oi to stay in the team. And uh, I mean, we have been both pushing for some changes, uh, which we want to to carry on like we, we have done so far. Um, but yeah, at some point uh, I'm not Mr. Magic and uh, I can just uh, appeal for what I, I think is the best for the team. But after, uh, I don't take any decision. It's going to be interesting. You are Mr. Magic. You're Mr. Magic in the stages. That's another compliment. Thierry Deville, we'll keep asking you the questions because we always do. Uh, the very best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Danny Sordo. Could this be your last Rally Catalonia? Maybe yes, because next year is not Rally Catalonia, and if I do next year, even if I do, it will not. Uh, I will not be in Catalonia because it's not Rally Catalonia. That's a very good point. I'd forgotten no, about it. It's like this, no? Now, what you said to me, I think you told me after, maybe it was after New Zealand. I can't remember. Uh, wouldn't have been New Zealand, but you talked about how important this rally was to you because you, you've had this wonderful string of podiums, but maybe you haven't been too happy with your pace and you are going to judge your pace here. So, what do we expect? What are we expecting to see Danny Sordo? Well, I, will, I will do my best like always. Uh, I will try to do my job and my push the maximum. I will prepare the stages well and then uh, let's see if the weather we are with us or not because maybe if it's raining it's, it will be not not perfect for us but it's like it is so you know we have a couple of new stages this year uh, is that going to perhaps help you out or is it going to be difficult for everyone or more or less the same for everyone does it does it give you a bit of an advantage no it's not easy eh, now with the newer stages because they are um, the newer stages there are many places that you can cut so it will be dirty anyway some places because of the cuts so uh, the stages are nice in general the new stages but many places that you can cut and uh, it will be dirty after listen to win this event you've got to be a hundred percent you've got to be confident in your car how is your feeling after the test how much confidence do you have ahead of the rally in the test was good honestly i was happy with the car it was total dry it was good good road and there the car was working quite quite okay but yeah Let's see after if it's bad weather or uh, if it's dirty or whatever. But the test was good. Vamos, Danny Sordo. Vamos. Elvin, two rallies to go in what's been uh, you know, maybe a more difficult season than you were hoping for. Yari Mati said he wants two podiums from you. It's quite a big ask, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's what we're here for. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's uh, that's what we want for ourselves as well, you know. Uh, I think... It's definitely been not the season we wanted, but um, you know the potential is there to, to score podiums on these last two rallies. Have you? I, I know you look in depth and you analyse all the rallies, and, and you know where maybe time is lost, where you can gain more time. Is there any particular area that maybe you've been struggling with in particular this year? Uh, keeping the car on the road has, has been one. Uh, you know that hasn't been the the, the strongest point, but of course. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes it, it goes like that a little bit. Uh, I think you can always find out afterwards what's uh, what's gone wrong. Um, I think overall the pace has not been uh, so disastrous. You know, there's been some good performances along the way, uh, but we haven't been able to 
consistently, let's say, bring it together, which is uh, which is obviously what we, we need to try and do now for the remaining rounds. So tell me about the feeling then on tarmac. We saw you leading in New Zealand before you had that unfortunate incident. Um, but on tarmac, back here, what, April was the last time we were on tarmac. How was the feeling on tarmac? How was the confidence? Feeling's pretty okay, but, um, you know, again, you know, uh, I seem to, to say the same thing over and over. You know, we come to a completely new different event. Uh, these cars for the first time, you know, it, it requires something quite different from, you know, uh, the muddy Croatia, from uh, Ypres, for example. So now we're, we're sort of finding our feet in, in sort of more uh, racing environment with these cars. And, and let's see what, uh, you know, if the test was successful, basically. I've had a theory for a few rallies now. I think you're a realist and you've understood for a while that you're not going to win the championship this year. I get the feeling that you're almost preparing for next year. So kilometres in this car on these stages is almost more important than taking that ultimate risk to win the rally. Uh, it's a balance, isn't it? At the end of the day, you want to explore a bit. You want to find your pace ready for, for next year. Of course, there's a job to do with the, with the manufacturers as well. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just a case of, of getting our head down and, and getting the best out of these uh, two rallies that are to come. Now, there was a scurrilous rumour started after New Zealand by Thierry Neuville. He was asked about drivers he might want to have alongside him at Hyundai next year, and he mentioned your name. There is no chance of that. You're happy in Toyota and staying with Toyota next year. First I've heard of it. So. It was just one of the names he put out there. He was asked who could sit aside, uh, alongside him next year, and your name was one of the names he mentioned, which surprised a lot of us. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Very good. OK, uh, Elvin Evans. We want to see a podium, at least we think a win is possible. We'll keep everything crossed for you. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Cheers. New Zealand was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah. Of course, it was a huge disappointment, but kind of learning also, and I need to forget about it. So. Yes, you do, because we're on the homeward stretch. We are heading towards the land of the rising sun. We're heading towards Japan at the end of the year. I guess this week is about almost preparation for Japan yeah of course like uh, I guess stage type of the stage is a bit different than Japan but still like tarmac driving and uh, it's most important thing is is that uh, build a good confidence for Japan so some uh, familiar stages here and some new stages so it's gonna be very good for some kind of preparation and good get make confidence for even more for Japan see this is the thing Takasan you know You've, you've lacked experience over the last year or 18 months. You've built experience, but we've never seen you lacking confidence. But the last couple of rallies, you seem to have struggled a little bit with confidence. Why is that? Mm, <laughs> let's say uh, maybe, maybe not I'm pretty sure, but lack of the some kind of feeling or something. Like even car walking well in New Zealand, I was not fully, fully committed. But maybe it's prob not problem, but issue is my side, like how to driving and driving style or pace not. Maybe very small things, everything. Maybe this has to be, especially this category, you have to be, everything has to be good. But you're not alone. There seem to be a number of drivers who are struggling to absolutely master the Rally 1 car. It is quite a different beast from the previous WRC cars. Yeah, I was just thinking similar things because of... Uh, like this car is a bit different than last year car. Last year car is, let's say, it's quicker a bit, but more somehow easier to drive. 
and easier to control because many things are working so well. But this one, some point you need to adjust your driving style and uh, I'm still lack of this area. I mean, I need to find out how to drive properly this car and uh, Harley doing very, very well. This is very obvious and uh, of, of course, Elfin and uh, Seb and the EP also doing well. So I just need to find how to drive with this car especially and it's nothing crazy difference, but just uh, like you said, small things like each area I need to more like. So have you got anything in particular that you might be trying this week for the first time? Is there any particular area that you're concentrating on this week? Yeah, of course, that uh, especially tarmac driving. Like I, I was quite good feeling in uh, April for the full braking and how to like feel the tarmac changes and things. So, but this one is more like you need to throw a bit like uh, because a bit more twisty and a bit more like wider and you can take the line. So this area I try to, let's say, make more, find the rhythm with this car and uh, feeling of the car as well. We look around, particularly the younger drivers, a lot of them have struggled to get to grips with this new car. You jump in it and you seem to be able to master it, but what are the big differences? Why do you think that, you know, when we look around the service park, each team has a driver that's struggling more than we expected this year. Why do you think that is? Oh, that's a very good question, to be honest. I think these cars are generally maybe a little bit less straightforward than the previous generation. Obviously, the hybrid uh, units have some influence on the way you drive the cars and the way you, you use it also. A every team also is still working on, on improving, I think, uh, the efficiency of using the hybrid. So. I don't know if the fact of being experienced and, and maybe more relaxed uh, of, of, uh, for you, um, I don't know, a bit more of um, not cleverness, but when, you have, when it comes to that, to, to, to use it, maybe you are more, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I don't find my one, I'm sorry, but. Oh, it must have been a great question, because I've not, it's a long time since I heard you struggling. It's true, it's true, I struggled <laughs> to answer this question, but, but generally, I think, the hybrid definitely have some inf good influence on the performance on those cars. They are also heavier than they used to be, so not always as handy as they used to be. Sometimes you have to fight a bit more. And uh, yeah, other than that, they shouldn't be more, I mean, should be about the same as before. They are, you know, people like Elfman struggling, Takamoto struggling, Craig Breen struggling, people that we wouldn't have expected. But we'll move on from that and we'll ask you about this weekend. Over. Nearly a year, in fact, since you won last. Um, that hasn't happened for a wee while. Are you feeling any pressure? Or are you just still having fun out there? Uh, well, uh, you know I like to win, and I think it's uh, always important to get some. At the end of the day, when you're not competing a full season, I mean, it's not the same as if I would have done the full season and not win any rally. Then I think I would be quite uh, annoying at the moment. That's true. Uh, I think up to that point, I'm quite happy with what I've done in the car, uh, on the rally I've been there. Monte, I mean, I've done the job, I should have won this rally. And uh, just a puncture, we remove it at the end, it's part of the game. After that, a couple of more puncture where I was still competing in the front, so there was no really issue anywhere with my performance, I would say. And in, in New Zealand, the second place was a good result. So, no, I think so far it's good. But of course, now it's too rally to go. And I still have two chances to try to score a win this season. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's definitely the target. 
my money is on you this weekend. One final question. Um, next season, uh, I don't think we've heard any confirmation from you about your plans for next well, Have we? I don't know. Uh, we know Hyundai will be looking for one, maybe two drivers. If they came asking, would you talk to them? Or is, is your hat very much in the red and white of Toyota? Well, it's no secret that I feel very well uh, with the team and I have no obvious reason to talk to anybody. But uh, in this kind of situation, I guess, you know, I, I've always been uh, um, ready to discuss with anybody and then uh, at least share some, some opinion. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, there shouldn't be any reason for me to change at the moment. Merci beaucoup, Champ. Thank you. Champ, it's been a couple of weeks since New Zealand. Uh, you've been having a lot of fun. How is life as a world rally champion? Not too different. <laughs> Nothing really changed for me, but yeah, of course it has been um, busy. Not so much relaxing than I would have wanted, but yeah, coming to test here in Spain and uh, and going to San Marino for the rally legend was, was nice. That was a nice event. Does your approach now change for these next two rallies? Is there any difference in your preparation, in your approach, in your goals for these next two events? No, I think uh, everything should stay the same. We try to focus on the job. Um, we still have the team title to get. So, so yeah, of course, we, we just try to do the maximum we can, as always, and try to bring some proper points for the team. I want to ask one more question, because I was told to three, San Marino. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. In, I think it was Yari Matti's car, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Yari Matti's Selega. It was uh, proper fun. Um, he was uh, he was competing and uh, I was driving with my friend, just having fun. Monte winter tires or gravel tires, um, big slides, fans going crazy. So that was nice to see. Did you break anything? Um, no, I tried my best. I think I I gave uh, gave quite hard time for the old car, but yeah, it was holding up really well. Malcolm, wonderful to see you. As always, wonderful to see you on events. Um, you've just come from San Marino, is that right? I keep getting the name of the place wrong. It is San Marino, isn't it? I have, yeah. I was well. I've had a pretty hectic week. I was in Dubai testing the T1 Plus. Then, uh, then I went to Rally Legends in uh, San Marino. So, uh, yeah, a pretty hectic last ten days. Have you got anything to tell us about your driver lineup for the Dakar? I heard some interesting rumours about maybe a last-minute substitute with a bit of bit of pedigree. No, uh, to be honest, we're uh, in a situation where we. We still got a lot of work to do in terms of making the final decision as to whether we're going to go. Uh, hopefully, we can get a result on that, get that result, should we say, this week. So, hopefully, before the end of this rally, I'll be able to give you an idea as to whether we're, we're going to be attending uh, or not. But uh, certainly, interesting exercise for us, and yeah, dying to go if, if at all we can possible. So, what's holding you back with that, Malcolm? It's not like you to, to not meet a deadline or not meet a challenge. No. It's just obviously it's the first real test we've had with the vehicle, and there's a few things that we feel that uh, that we need to address. And obviously, it's I think everybody's aware supply of components and parts is not like it was pre-COVID. Um, so we're looking at timelines and whether we can meet all the deadlines that we need to meet. So as I say, I'll have a better idea by the end of the week. So it is purely down to basically supply of certain components. We'll come and talk to you about that then. Let's talk WRC though, Malcolm, because you know what? I, it was really hard to believe that your luck could get any worse, and, and it did seem to get an awful lot worse in New Zealand. Um, what are your views personally on what's going on, particularly with Craig? I mean, 
listen, it's it's not a good situation. Nobody's happy. Craig's not happy. We're obviously not happy. But you know, you've got to remember, we've been in this position before. Uh, you know, when we lost the Ford contract at the end of 2012, we never won a rally again from 2012 to 2017. So at least we've won one rally this year, and you know, the the ultimate rally to win. So, and of course, you know, I think the thing what's really kept us going is the fact that. It's there for everybody to see the performance, what Seb's done when he's been in the car. Um, so that's that's the positives, but obviously uh, there's there's negatives as well, and uh, it's just a shame that it's not working. It's not working for Craig at the minute. Um, obviously, again, going really well in New Zealand, um, and obviously Gus was going well as well. So again, showed the potential of the car, um, but. Two events left. Let's see what happens here in Spain. Two events left, and we're already looking forward to next year. Now, you know, there's a real merry-go-round developing in terms of the drivers' market for next year. M Sport being mentioned with various drivers. Um, might we see a change in the lineup next year? It's it's early days in one sense, but uh, I've got to be honest. Yes, we're looking at whatever we can do. I think it's no secret if. If we uh, if we had the budget, then you know it might, I think it's very clear what it's, I'm sure that's no different to any team principle. The target is you always want the best drivers that you can get in your car. And to be honest, um, particularly after this year, then for me it's even more important for the for the whole morale and everything within the company and everything else that we do at M Sport. Tell us a little bit about Oliver Solberg. You've, you've already gone on record as saying you've talked to Oliver Solberg. Um, a lot of people feeling very sorry for him. He was in a, a bit of a difficult situation there, but we've seen what you've managed to do with Pierre-Louis, who was another, if you like, a refugee from Hyundai. Uh, you could equally work similar magic with Solberg, I guess. Yeah, I think there's no question. He's, uh, he's got a lot of potential, as I think everybody's seen that. But uh, if we can find a way to make it work with us, then I'd like to think that we could do the same as we've done with, with Pierre-Louis. Um, but it's, we're a long way off being in that position, to be honest, at the minute. This weekend, what's the best result you can hope for? I think if we could even think about getting onto the podium, it would be a, a dream result. But uh, let's wait and see. You never know. I mean, in fairness, all the guys have had a good test. So we, we know how good the car is on, on tyre and everything. So our luck might change this weekend. Oh, I keep everything crossed it does, Malcolm Wilson. The very best of luck. Thank you very much. Gus Greensmith, New Zealand. Goodness me. I think if we look at steps forward this year, OK, didn't finish the way you wanted it to finish, but in terms of performance, a sizable step forward. Yeah, and uh, that's how we felt as well. Uh, when we went off, um, I was disappointed because it was more of a... I just didn't have the, the right line. I wasn't far enough into the cut. Uh, but aside from that, the whole performance of the weekend was very positive. So even though we crashed, I was actually quite happy with what we'd done that weekend. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was pushing, trying to, to fight with Thierry. So uh, these things happen. And I mean, it's been a, quite a long time since I've had a big crash. So you never want them to happen. But uh, I mean, it wasn't through uh, lack of trying or, or being nowhere and just making a mistake. You'd have struggled if you'd planned it to crash in front of the television cameras, but you managed it. I, I tend to do that quite often, actually. Did it in Portugal. It seems to be my thing. When I see cameras, I need to slow down. Obviously, there is confidence you can take for that, I'm sure, particularly that stage win, that wonderful stage win at the start of New Zealand. But 
we have to translate that to tarmac performance. By all accounts, you've got a decent test on tarmac. How is the confidence ahead of this one? Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, to be honest, I got in the car. Uh, we did the test for New Zealand. I got in the car and I literally got in and I came back and said to the engineers, you could give me that car now, I'd be more than happy to go into the event with it. So uh, to be honest, we were just really trying things, but a lot of the development work was done in Spain. So the car just felt immediately suited to where we were. So, so what was your test road like? Tell me about the, the type of test road. Is it representative of what we'll see here this week? Yeah, it was, it was actually a fantastic road. Um, it had a bit of everything really. One of the, probably the more technical roads, a bit, a bit narrower, still very fast, but uh, a bit, bit narrower. Uh, but there's still the same same type of cuts, the same way you hook the wheels. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good test road, really productive, and I felt yeah, I felt great after it. So what can you do, Gus, this week? What will you set yourself as a target? I think a lot of it depends on the weather. Um, if we do get the rain for Friday, then Friday tends to be the, the stages with a lot more cutting, so there'll be a lot of pollution. But if it's dry, then for sure the, the car's going to be there. Uh, so it'll just be about me doing the job. Here's an interesting thing. We talked quite a lot to Shane Van Gisbergen in New Zealand. He's a very accomplished circuit racer. And he was almost quite annoyed at the suggestion that he would have expectations or he would set himself targets. He said he never does. He's got no expectations. Um, can you see how that might work as a driver, just to go and try and enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, you can never expect your result. You can never kind of aim for a result. Um, you, can, you can want to do a good job. You can want to be consistent. You can want to push, but expecting a result is always quite a hard thing to do that's why i usually stay away from kind of giving myself an expectation for the rally uh, if the feeling's good then i'll do my best to get a get a strong result but if it's not then over over the years i've learned to try and rebuild it up step by step and then get the confidence back without doing anything silly yeah and it's making you know it's, it's, it's paying dividends isn't it uh, we're asking everyone tonight about next year because it's that time of year there's an awful lot of rumors going around as to various seats and moves and all the rest uh, can you tell us anything yet about next year? Are we going to see you on all events? What's your plan? I've not spoken to my dad yet, so he's, he's not said anything. Uh, I've not really been. I've just been more focused on doing uh, on this season. I've still got two rallies left, and uh, yeah, when the time comes, I think everyone's waiting for a particular person to decide where he wants to go, and then everything else will fall to place afterwards. Talking about your dad, he seems to be enjoying watching you more than he ever has, and you're that podium, not that podium, sorry, that stage win in New Zealand you know it must be very special after the event to go back and to look at that kind of reaction from your dad yeah well I, I saw the reaction last time uh, when we got to midday service uh, just before I spoke to you in New Zealand and yeah it's, it's lovely to see uh, for sure my uh, reaction was quite a lot more, more restrained than uh, what it was in, in Monaco so uh, uh, but for sure yeah he, he absolutely loves it and he uh, he lives and breathes it, hence why he's at, he's at every rally that we go to. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's only missed three rallies in my career so far today, so not bad. Yeah, right, wonderful stuff. He is uh, the service park's biggest character, and we all love him almost as much as you do, Gus Greensmith. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Craig, we have to see you're looking chipper. You're looking fit, you're looking well, you're looking confident, which after all you have endured so far this year is a wee bit of a surprise to me. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Why else should it be? Should it be upside down? I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, at we go again. We'll try. We'll spin the wheel again and see what we get on. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's obviously been tough. You know, New Zealand was another event that could have gave so much, but unfortunately, you know, just went went against us again. But um, yeah, look, I'm here. Looking forward to this rally. I haven't done it now since uh, 18 was the last time we did the rally, so uh, a bit of a discovery mission again to see all the stages. But uh, no, it's going to be nice. It's one of the nicer rallies of the championship. So looking forward to it. It's been a good rally, this one, for boys from the island of Ireland, hasn't it? 
It really has. Very PC there. Go on ahead. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, but it has been, hasn't it? And, you know, and there's a huge amount of support. We always see lots of Irish flags in the stages and huge support. Do, do you feel as if there's, there's something special for the Irish community here? Yeah, cheap flights, <laughs> cheap hire cars, cheap, cheap beer, cheap beer, cheap food. <laughs> Uh, I, honestly, I think that is the biggest thing. I mean, there's, there's multiple flights direct from uh, from Dublin to race, and it just seems to be the easy one for all the guys and girls to come to every year. So it's great. It's always been a bit of a tradition now. They all they all kind of come out here in their drives, and uh, it's great. It's great to see the support. Uh, and I think this year it seems to be a bit after COVID again. Everyone's been you know stuck at home for the last couple of years, but now you know it's really ramped back up again. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one this weekend, I think. Yeah. So have you? changed anything in your approach to this event obviously with this this terrible run that you are putting up with just now have you changed anything ahead of this not so much no to be honest with you uh, look at I, I've been trying to do everything and you know I really have been giving it my all all year but it's always just these little little things that uh, that catch me out uh, look at I'm, I'm not gonna you know land into it you know all guns blazing at the start of the rally here I, I really need to try and settle into it a bit like I said I haven't done the rally now for a number of years so uh, it's gonna be it's going to be interesting to try and get my teeth into these stages. Luckily enough, Friday is relatively well, new, so it'll be a level playing field, but it'll be a bit tougher as the weekend goes on, I think. Now, you're probably the only guy in the championship that cries more than I do. I, I cry. I cry, cried when Bobby Ewing died in Dallas. <laughs> and I was only about 11 years old. I know where you're going with this now. And I'm... So, so, it's the last event with the legend, Paul Nagel. He's... Last event, last word. Very good point. The last World Rally Championship event with Paul Nagel next year will be an emotional occasion. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it too much, but you know, every uh, every little thing that we do during the week is like, oh, that's you know, we finished the recce, oh, that's the last recce that we do at the World Championship level. And I keep saying at World Championship level because we have so much, so much planned, uh, or at least I have. I don't know whether he's in for it or not. I don't know whether his wife will let him or not. But he's, I've, uh, I, I've penciled him in for a lot of the, the, the extracurricular stuff, but. Um, it is going to be very strange, you know, at the end of the rally here, you know, to be fair, uh, okay, it's only been since 19, really, that we got back, uh, you know, we got back doing the World Championship stuff again, but he's been around with me forever, pretty much, uh, you know, and, you know, back as far as, you know, 2012, when he stepped in after after Jaff passed away, you know, he always sort of helped me along the way, and it was always like, even when he wasn't co-driven for me, it was almost a bit like a big brother was always there, you know, with Chris. So uh, it'll be extremely strange, uh, you know, not, first of all, not to have him in the car, but just not even to have him present, you know, because it's been so long since I've done a World Championship Rally and not have him even around during the recce's, during the, the evening times, you know, so it'll be very, very strange. I'm going to miss his views and his opinions because we don't have enough straight talkers in this championship, do we? But Nagel is one of the straightest talkers. Yeah, you couldn't deny that, to be fair. He, uh, he was always one to get his point across, so... Uh, whether you agreed with him or not didn't really matter to him. He was he was just more more keen on getting his side of the argument across. But uh, yeah, look, at, I, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the crack, miss the banter, miss the jokes, the fun and laughter. And, and uh, not to say that you know with James it won't be the same, but uh, he's really like a big brother to me. You know, he's uh, he's had to put up you know everything from a, a sporting sense, all the stuff that a normal co-driver has to do. You know, that's part of the job. But he's had to go above and beyond and listen to all my dramas, all my messes, all my cries, everything along the way. So uh, he's been, uh, yeah, he's been amazing. And, you know, like I said, above and beyond the Call of Duty at all times. So it's been, it's been really great. He's a special boy, that's for sure. Uh, Craig Breen, we wish you all the very best this weekend. It really, the luck will change, we're sure of that. The luck of the Irish will be shining down upon you. And I'm not going to tell you about the dreams I had this time. 
But we'll wait till Sunday to tell you those. Well, it didn't work out the last time, so <laughs> keep them to yourself this time and we'll see what happens. Mystic call is misfiring, but hey-ho, best of luck, Greg Breen. Thank you, thanks. You clearly have been working very hard since you've been out of the car. Show me, show me the gun. Show me. We know how important fitness is to you. Fitness and alternative ways of helping with the focus and the concentration. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the fitness is also important to, to feel you well in your head also, so both are going well. Good, so here's the question then. How are you feeling in the head? It's been a little while since you were in the car. This is quite a tough event. It's not the easiest to come back. How is the head feeling? Ah, I'm really, really positive, honestly. I'm really happy to be, to be here uh, in, in Spain and with the team, so I really want to enjoy my time and uh, we show, I'm sure we'll enjoy. It will be a difficult rally for me, for sure, but, uh, but I really want to, to, make, uh, to make my best on this. Do you think that's a big part of it, the, the ability to maybe remind yourself that you have to enjoy it? I think there's so much pressure on young drivers these days. Sometimes it's difficult to actually remember to enjoy it at the same time as, as you know, obviously progressing yourself. I know, I think the pressure I will put in in the tyres and then for the rest, uh, I will try to do my best and just enjoy. Honestly, um, I'm always enjoying it behind the steering wheel, so I just will keep, keep it in mind. So tell me about the real challenge of this event. We've got two new stages, particularly on Friday morning, then the third stage is reversed. Is that perhaps going to be the most challenging part of the rally Friday morning? Friday morning will be a big challenge because the stages are quite difficult. Uh, but I think the most difficult one is the third stage of the rally, so in reverse, uh, for the tyres, for the different pace in the stage, the big downhill at the end, for, so for the tyres will be difficult. We'll have to manage the tyres because after you have the fourth stage and it's also a long downhill and quite hard for tyres. So, so Friday I think will be a, a really tough day for sure. But Saturday is still a really special day with uh, stages that the, the, the overdrivers really know over, like every centimeter of the stages. So, so the, the, the difference, the gap between drivers is really short. Tell me about the downhill sections, because these cars are a lot heavier than the previous rally cars. You, know, you come through a long stage, the brakes have been overheated, you find yourself on a long downhill section with a heavy car. Do you have to manage the wear on the brakes? I can see situations where drivers potentially could lose their brakes coming down through those uh, longer downhill sections. For sure, when you have an heavier car, then you need more force to brake the car. And uh, so we overheat more the brakes, uh, but we are quite confident that uh, our cooling is uh, quite efficient, so it should, should be okay. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. But for sure, we also, when we, the bad thing that we don't want actually is when we stop the car at the end of the stage, then the car starts to overheat because there is then no cool air, etc. So this is why we just want our piece. Now we start to overheating, so we need to go. And sometimes you can destroy your brakes just because you stay too long, too long for a longer time in the at the, at the stop. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's not just the brakes. You get this. Um, what do you call it? The heat, the heat, en engine, uh, alternator, uh, brakes. Uh, everything is, is is going up, and so you need cool to to drive the to cool air. That's a, a conscious decision you will make this weekend. Stop line, as soon as that card is back in the door, you're off. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes you, you have to accept to drive like two or three Ks before to stop just to cool, to cool down the car. So tell me about the test, Adrian. It must have been good to be back in the car for the test. We're hearing that the test for all the drivers was positive. Yeah, it was really positive. I had a really, really good day. Uh, I did 250 Ks, I think. So I've never done that since. In one day? In one day. 
so quite a lot. And uh, so I was, but I was enjoying. We tried a lot of things on the car, and uh, it was positive. I had a really good setup at the end. Let's see during the rally. We'll see at least tomorrow morning on the shakedown. But uh, I went on a quite easy car to drive. We'll see if it works. It's good to see you looking and sounding so positive. Bon chance, mon ami. Merci. Pierre-Louis, we're back on tarmac for the first time for you uh, since Croatia. Tell me how the feeling is ahead of the event. Ah, the feeling is uh, good, honestly. I feel, uh, I feel well in the car during the test, so no. I'm quite happy to be here. It's been a, it's been a long time for me. Uh, so that will be, I think, my first proper tarmac rally with the car. Uh, crash hour is a bit different, so yeah. I hope that I will learn a lot and take a maximum experience from uh, from this race. How excited are you about the potential to get a good result here, to set some good times here? Because we've seen you doing some incredible things on gravel. A lot of us thought you were a tarmac driver. So how excited are you about the, the chance of showing what you can do this week? Yeah, I have much more experience at the end on gravel uh, with, the, with this car. Uh, and like I said, you need to be realistic and to have a respect of the other driver. Uh, I know that I don't have the same experience for the moment on this type of uh, off road, so I need to be realistic and uh, that I know they are all very good. One thing is sure, I will do my very best, but yeah, that will be different. I, f I think that will be difficult to be able to match the pace of Greece because in Greece I knew that I was, uh, I was, I was able to, to do it because I seen Portugal and in Sardinia. Here I don't know uh, what I'm capable of, so. One thing is sure, I will do my best and uh, yeah, try to be very focused. Tell me about your test then ahead of the event, because that's so important these days, that one day test that you get. Adrian told us he had 250 kilometers in his test. How was your test? Yeah, quite the same, 200 for me uh, during the day. So it, it, is, uh, it was quite good. So I was able to, to test a lot of things, uh, which is uh, very important for this type of road and yeah. Like I said, the, the car feels very, very great. So I know that if, if I'm slow, that will be just me uh, between the seat and the steering. Well, you know, sometimes that's the best way to approach it. Uh, we wish you the very best of luck this weekend. And uh, yeah, we're expecting big things from you. Yeah, we will, uh, we will try. Uh, but uh, like I told you, when I come on gravel like Sardine, I know that we can fight for something here. For the moment, I don't know. Maybe at the end of the rally, I will tell you, OK, next tarmac rally, we will go for podium. For the moment, I can't tell you. Bonne chance.